0: This is Locked on Bruins. I'm your host, Brian Fenley, and you guys have made it. It is game day. The Bruins are ready to rev up your two under Chip Kelly. They are visiting Cincinnati tonight. We've got so much coverage for you leading up to kickoff. But before we get into all of that, want to encourage you to follow the show on Twitter. It's Locked on Bruins. Pretty simple, right? Also, follow me if you have a Twitter do it. If you don't have a Twitter, make a Twitter. It's Brian Fenley, simply my name. And if you have any critiques or compliments or questions about the football team that you want to talk about or any athletic program with UCLA, send me an email at lockedonbruins at gmail.com. All right. You have, first of all, waited so impatiently like all of us, to see how year two is going to shape up for Chip Kelly and the rest of his players. And now we finally get to see how all this hard work is going to pay off, especially from all of the the toiling work they put in in the offseason. And so, yes, we are going to talk about some of the obvious storylines, such as Dorian Thompson Robinson, now taking over as the leader, the true sophomore quarterback who is the end-all, be-all leader, sort of the savior for this program, who is dubbed the guy to to thrust this program back amongst the elite in the college football food chain. And sure, we'll get into that, but there are some less obvious storylines that actually don't write themselves, or they're not so much talked about but actually have a lot of meaning and could end up being very important to the outcome of this game and so there are several things i want to point out to you on cincinnati and ucla lesser publicized but want you to keep an extra watchful eye on because it could really decide the complexion of this game and how it transpires All right, and I will finish off the show by telling you about something I read that was definitely written by a Cincinnati Bearcat homer. You know, you've got so many fan websites and then you've got credited media outlets. But this assertion that it it had to be a fan, The, uh, the assertion that this fan made about this game was laughable and it was lazy and it was false. And I'm going to tell you all about what was said because it's so erroneous as to what that person thinks is going to be the difference in this game. So we'll want you to stick around for that. But first, let's get right to it. And Dorian Thompson Robinson, right? He played against Cincinnati last year, wasn't supposed to. But because Wilton Spate got injured, they thrust DTR in. In there, And he he talked about that first game because that was the first game of the season and his first game as a college quarterback. And he said he was nervous. And he says now that he's got a year of experience, that it's more of a, in his words, a cool, calm, and collected demeanor. He also said recently in interviews that he knows what to do now. He's got more command of the offense and more command of this team. The players look at him as someone who is very vocal, who leads by example, and will keep other guys accountable, and will tell you if you're making a mistake out there, and will make sure that he'll get involved, hands-on teaching, and say, no, you got to do it this way, which is much different than the DTR we saw in year one, where, you know, he was discovering himself, and he didn't really know how everything was run because he was new and so you can't blame him for that but he just has this extra sense of confidence about him and i will say it's not cocky you know i know there's a fine line sometimes between confidence and cockiness and dtr is certainly on the confidence side without sort of getting caught up in flirting with the cockiness one thing you want to keep an eye on with dtr in this game is his ability to run now He has made it very clear that he wants to be more included in the running game. And you look at his numbers from a year ago, and on average, it was two yards per carry when he ran the football. His passing completion percentage, under 60% last year. So a couple signs that you will see an improved quarterback over this year, as you'll see, the passing completion percentage go up beyond 60, and you'll also see him having a better yards per carry average. And again, we talked about this. His confidence is nothing that would elicit bulletin board material from the other team. And he even said earlier this week that I don't treat my position as the starting quarterback as a certainty. You know, he says, Coach, as of earlier this week, that Coach is looking at it as a constant quarterback competition, you know, with him and Austin Burton kind of butting heads for that top spot at the signal caller position. And I like that because, you know, what that does, you know, sometimes there's this stigma, oh, I, I won the job, it's mine for the undetermined you know future and then guys they just they take it for granted and they kind of lose their competitive edge but I think if you have this belief that you know what one mistake or two and you know I'm going to be replaced I think you're going to get guys like DTR and who's ever in it whatever position playing with such a competitive edge now also wanted to point out a couple other things that these are some lesser known storylines that you want to make sure that you're paying extra attention to josh woods ucla linebacker this guy has not played for over a year he's dealt with you know the shoulder injuries the knee injuries and he's a full go so just think about how special this game is going to be for him with all that he's had to endure and overcome off the field with relentless hours of recovery and rehab and he could play a big factor in this, so keep an eye on him because you're not going to have Keysan Lucier South playing in this game. He's going to miss at least the first three games, according to Chip Kelly, because he needs to get his academics in better standing. Also, someone to keep an eye on, Elijah Wade. He is an outside linebacker, and he actually was entered into the program as a D-line guy but what they did is they moved him back to outside linebacker which is going to be really neat because you know he's upped his weight to 275 he came in as a freshman at 240 he's he's very athletic he's bulky and strong at 275 and he's just a ball hawk so That's someone that could be a game changer. And also, Stephen Blaylock. You know, you talk about the Darnay Holmes and and some of the other guys in the secondary for UCLA who have been around the program and have, you know, accrued years of experience. Well, Stephen Blaylock is now going to fill the role of Darius Pickett, who graduated and led the team in tackles last year. But, you know, it, it do take into account that Blaylock did play in all 12 games last year, got in some time in the secondary, also was a regular contributor on special teams. All right, so coming up, we will look at Cincinnati's struggles, where they're vulnerable, and some of the key footnotes on the team that could be exposed by UCLA. But before we get to that, as we get into college football season and the NFL season, with the rise of gambling, there's always that debate, where do I go? Where is a safe place to bet? And I'll tell you, my bookie is the place to be. You bet, you win, they pay, they've got live in-game betting on every NFL game. They've also got betting that includes fantasy for football. So you can even bet the over and under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. By putting down up to a thousand dollars on your first deposit, they will double your first deposit. And please use that promo code locked on to activate the offer. And again, my bookie online today that is M Y B O O K I E. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On when creating your account to claim the bonus bet, win, get paid with my bookie. Want to welcome you back to the show, Brian Fenley with you, Locked On Bruins. But for this segment, we are going to be locked on the Bearcats, particularly areas in which they could see some drop-offs and it could certainly help the Bruins' favor. For one... Yes, UCLA, their rush defense was not good last year. They surrendered on average about 200 yards and almost three touchdowns a game on the ground. And so you look at Cincinnati, and you can't go far without discussing Mike Warren, their bell cow running back. 244 carries last season. I mean, this guy was relied on almost too much when the team needed him. And so the thought was, well, he's doing so much heavy lifting on offense, particularly what he did against UCLA last year. He had 142 yards on the ground, 35 carries, including a touchdown late in that game that helped seal the win for the Bearcats. But the goal for this, what had been dubbed this potent rushing attack for the Bearcats, was to maybe ease the load a little bit for Warren and bring in, their other staple of running backs who, you know, bring different skill sets to the table, but are also very competent contributors. They will have Jared Doakes on the field tonight. And he was the team leader in rushing in 2017, missed all of last season because of a sports hernia injury. So they have those two guys. But here's the problem their second and third running backs last year, who did return, will not be playing in this game. Tavion Thomas, it sounds like he violated team rules, according to head coach Luke Fickle. And then Charles McClellan suffered an injury earlier this week in practice, and he is done for the season. Those two guys, Thomas and McClellan, together on the field last year, put together 1,000 yards on the ground. So I say this because most likely... Warren's going to get a lot of carries, but he's not going to have the support system around him, and I feel like that might aid the Bruins in how they game plan for this rushing attack. Also, to the Bruins' advantage, Cincinnati is starting a freshman at the left tackle spot. Imagine being a quarterback and knowing that your blind side is protected by a freshman. Yeah, I wouldn't be very comfortable with that. I'd probably be full of angst. And that's what Des Ritter is going to have to go against. Now, it bears mentioning that that Ritter is a great runner himself. He was second on the team in rushing last year, had over 500 yards on the ground, five touchdowns. And then you look at his passing. And yeah, 20 touchdowns last year and five interceptions. And he was really good. and, And keep an eye on this in this game. He was really good last year on converting on third and long situations. But he had 10 fumbles last year. Yeah, 10. So that's something to keep an eye on. He's have he, he has had some ball security issues in the past, and if the Bruins can bring some pressure, that might spell doom for him. Now, Justin Williams of the Athletic, he covers the Bearcats, and he's had a really Up close and personal look at the growth of Des Ritter from his freshman year and now as he enters his second year and his sophomore season as the starting quarterback for Cincinnati. And Williams, if I may quote something that he said, an observation on Ritter's improvement this year, he said, He got noticeably bigger and stronger. He has improved his arm strength. He clearly has a better grasp and command of the offense and offensive coordinator Mike Denbrock is is opening up the playbook and giving him some more freedom. Now Williams added to that, you won't, and and Williams added to that, there's a a high probability you will see a lot of zone reads, bootlegs, seam and intermediate passes to tight ends, plenty of handoffs. But again, handoffs to most likely, a compromised running back battalion where it's going to pretty much end up being between Warren and and Dokes for for Totes, which puts a lot of pressure on those two guys, especially with an improved defensive line for UCLA. And you think about the offensive line for Cincinnati. Yeah, sure, they've got a couple really good running backs, but they're only as good as their offensive line, and you've got three new starters on the offensive line the whole left side is new from left guard and left tackle and that might be a problem to point out as you watch this game see how that left side of the offensive line does because if they don't get rolling those running backs are not going to get rolling doesn't matter how good Jared Dokes and Mike Warren are all right coming up i had done a lot of perusing of previews for this game and i stumbled upon some cincinnati bearcats propaganda where a writer labeled his top five reasons why cincinnati will beat ucla one of his reasons was so far-fetched it was so wrong that i couldn't help but laugh i'm going to break that down for you next But first, the new Locked On NFL is on fire. Last week, it was one of the most listened to NFL shows. With the expert analysis of former NFL scout Matt Williamson and hosted by Brian Peacock, Locked On NFL is your daily national podcast on all things NFL with Matt's unique take on the game. Follow Locked On NFL now on your favorite podcast provider. All right, welcome back to Locked On Bruins. Brian Fenley with you as we count down to kickoff here between Cincinnati and UCLA. Want to bring to your attention that I also am part of a show called the Bruin Insider Show. It's part of Learfield IMG College, co-hosting that with Nick Cope, along with former UCLA quarterback Wayne Cook. That airs on Tuesdays from 5 to 6 live and then 7 to 8 on the radio in Los Angeles. And if you miss that, you can always go to uclabruins.com and pull up the archive. It's an hour long of just UCLA athletics fodder with certainly an emphasis on football. And I bring that up because I'm always researching opponents, right? It's part of what I have to do, and I'm very grateful for the opportunity to do it. And so I'm combing the internet and looking for all sorts of material on Cincinnati, and through the process of doing that you know you'll run into some neutral media sites when breaking down the game and you know you, you see all these previews of the game and then you'll see the UCLA angle websites that lean towards them and maybe even saying that they'll win and they'll pick out reasons for why that's going to happen and then of course you stumble on Cincinnati Bearcats propaganda from fans who or you know boosters or whatnot who are just certain that the Bearcats are going to win, and so I I was looking at one inter- I was looking at one website and it was certainly done by a fan, and I couldn't help but regurgitated in my mouth because the title caught my eye. It was five reasons the Bearcats will beat the Bruins again. And I'm like, okay, all right, you know, you know, the, the title kind of captivated me, so I wanted to read further. And then I was looking at the five bullet points, and then the writer was starting to back those up. But one of the bullet points wrote, The reason the Bearcats will beat the Bruins this time is because the in the writer's words, the Bearcats will win in the trenches. And I just I couldn't believe what I read. I mean, I'm speechless. I'm like, is this writer referring to last year? Apparently, or maybe it's just lazy journalism, or the writer hadn't done any of their homework because let's shoot it straight. The Bruins offensive line has four returning starters. Cincy's D-line has three of their best players from a year ago having departed. Those three guys amassed 14 sacks together. Plus, on the other side of the ball for the Bearcats, they've got three new offensive linemen this year, three new starters, including, as we mentioned earlier, a freshman at left tackle. So you're telling me that you've got a freshman left tackle guarding your blind side, and that's not the only new face. Plus, they in Cincinnati have a new D-line coach this year. You know, you stress continuity in football. You know, players, whether they're open about it or not, They despise turnover because then they've got to learn a whole new playbook and every coach has their their style and their their way of doing things. And so there are actually guys on the D-line for Cincinnati who have been coached by up to three different D-line coaches. And you're telling me this is a recipe for success and that they're going to win in the trenches? I don't know what... Tall tale, you're telling, but it just doesn't add up that way. And then you look at UCLA's D-line, and most of the bulk of their players are back. And I just see them vaulting to the next level and bringing their skill set to the next level, having this offseason to improve. Because, look, I mean, most of the guys on the D-line last year for UCLA were freshmen. And this is a stat I'm going to throw out there and take it for what you want. And, and, I, and I, I don't want it to be used as an excuse. And I know that the coaching staff for UCLA wouldn't either, but it's straight the facts. UCLA has the highest concentration of freshmen and redshirt freshmen in the country. Picture this. 53% of the Bruins football roster, more than half the team, is a freshman. And with that said, they do have returnees on the D-line. And so when you look at last year and just this youth movement that started when Chip Kelly took over, the Bruins' offensive line allowed 32 sacks. And as a D-line and as a defense, they only had 15 sacks, which was last in the Pac-12. So I don't know if this writer is simply just kind of humming along and looking for stuff to to include in the article and then says, you know what, I'm just going to not look at what happened from last season to this season, and I'm just going to say that whatever happened last season is going to happen this season, like verbatim, and I just think that that's lazy and that gives off the wrong impression, and it's almost laughable to think that the Bruins would falter to Cincinnati given the circumstances in the trenches. But again, we'll figure it all out come kickoff time, and that's again at 4 p.m. Pacific, and we'll have tons of coverage for you after the game on Friday. We'll look at different storylines that emanated from the game So we'll have tons of analysis for you. So you're going to want to hang on and check that out as the Bruins kick off that season opener later today. And we'll have so much to talk about with you on Friday. For Locked On Bruins, I'm Brian Fenley.